Blue 52! Blue 52! Hut! 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 And welcome to the Part-Time Sport Podcast, where sports documentaries are our part-time job. Traditionally strong union town, Teamsters members joined other unions supporting picketing NFL players and helped keep attendance to around 5,000 in a stadium that seats nearly 12 times that many. CBS cameras caught this altercation outside as emotions ran high. Police were not making arrests, even though reports came in of incidents involving egg throwing, as well as at least one car that had its windows smashed in by the pickets. In the Detroit suburb of... Lovely, lovely stuff. I'm Dylan Thomas, and with me, as always, is Cal Monaghan. Hello, Cal. Hello, brother. Always a pleasure. So, as promised last week, mate, we've watched um, Year of the Scabs which is the NFL doho. Um, and before we start, and I just want to know, like, have you what your Super Bowl experiences or like what's your NFL experiences? What's like, have you oh, ever yeah. been to one or anything like that? Or what, what do you usually do when the NFL's on? I have never been to a game mm. and that's largely due to not ever being in the States at that time. Although we did mm. go over, over Christmas once and I, I'm not sure. I Would lie. Been on then, I yeah. absolutely lie. I absolutely lie. I've been to Candlestick Park and watched the 49ers play. It was one of ah, the strangest days of my, I won't say life, but it was a strange day. We were all very hungover, so no one was really getting into the the drinking vibe that day, or everyone was kind of easing their way into it. I think it was like a midday game, and you needed to be because the crowd were getting absolutely shit-faced. Mm. So is, like, it, is that like the tailgating thing? Is that what they do at NFL? Yeah, so it was tailgating. tailgating and we, I think that's more college, a more of a college thing. We didn't really get mm. too much of that. We kind of rocked up. This taxi dropped us ages away. Yeah. And we got into the ground. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a one-sided game. And the 49ers won, so the fans were happy. But mm. I just my memory is there was this, this massive fat guy who just all game was just going, let's go Niners. <laughs> and that's all anyone would chant. Let's go Niners. To the point where this guy got so drunk that he was kind of like falling over and security tried to evict him. Mm. And he actually went on a barnstorming run around oh, the stands good good to avoid security. Uh, he was, as I said, big and fat and didn't last long. Oh, but, that's all right uh, though. It was it was great to watch. Probably yeah. better than any of the runs that happened <laughs> yeah. out on the field that day. That's your takeaway take away from that game. But, but otherwise, it's Super Bowl is uh, usually on a Monday morning here in Australia. So it's mm. like lunchtime. So it's like someone will chuck it on at work. Like I work for an American company. So it's usually yeah. on. There's like a theme yeah, yeah, lunch. Yeah. What about you? No, I remember, yeah, in on my time here, it's been on Jordan work. So it's not applicable. But like I just remember a couple of times when the Super Bowl's been on me and the lads have been out. And it's always a case of, okay, the Typical. Super Bowl's going, oh, you know, you know what we're like. A couple of the lads are like, "Oh, do you want to stay oh. up? We'll stay up. It's on at two o'clock in the morning. Let's just keep, let's keep drinking through. Let's, let's keep going." And we never make it. And and I think, I think the point is for me is that I just, I just don't, I don't care about NFL. It's it's one that I don't. It's probably the sport that I am looking forward to doing in terms of the documentary because I just I need to know more about it. I don't get it. It's the only sport I don't really get. Um, so that's why I'm probably looking forward to watching this documentary you know well, we'll do we'll do this scan scan through and we'll we'll mm-hmm. see at the end whether it's uh it's changed your your tune yeah yeah, yeah. i'm probably with yeah, you exactly. like it's not it's not my favorite 
And also, look, 2 a.m. to get up and watch any sport, you really do have to be committed. You've got to, you've got to power through. Like, so we'll be out on That's... the Sunday night, power through. And, like, you, you may make the start of it, but you're like, this is going to go on for, this is a finish at 5, 6 in the morning or something like that. So, yeah, we never made it all the way through. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just do, I feel like anyone at home is an NFL fan. It's the one that I judge them so much. I don't believe them. I just don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I look at so two a.m. maybe three a.m.'s got to be the worst start time for a sporting yeah, match. Yeah, you right, don't know yeah. whether to go to sleep. You always go, yeah, oh. we'll power through. Four a.m. You could probably go to bed, wake up, watch. You yeah, know, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Three a.m. is just even two thirty. That, that's a nightmare. Okay, so we're both probably pretty low level with yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what this Let's what this look. does for us. Before we get into this week, Cal, what is our doco for next week? Yeah, okay. So we're doing um so the Tour de France, that's um that finishes on the twentieth of September. So it should just be coming up to the final final stages um when we record next week. So we're gonna do a Sunday in Hell, which is a cycling documentary for um it's it's not of the Tour de France, it's of the nineteen seventy six Paris Roubaix. I'll say that again. Paris Roubaix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I won't even edit that out. Um, so that's the race from the perspective of the like the of all the participants, the organizers, the spectators. Um, it's the most famous um race apparently um, of the spring European cycling classics. So it's right. going to be different, man. It's going to it's going to be a it's going to be a different one for us. Hang on, and this an and this one. this film was the the race is the nineteen seventy six. Yeah. When was and the film the film was released in the same year. It's, I think so. It's in the seventies. I watched the little, little, yeah. little trailer of it. Like, Look, it, man, looking it here, actually, yeah, no, it is. Cold. So this would be the oldest one we've oh, done. This right, would be man. a very interesting. And uh, look, we'll we'll reveal next week probably our forays into um, cycling. But cycling. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, not much for either <laughs> of us. So an interesting one for next week. A bit of a different take. Uh, looking forward to that one as always. You can get us on at Part-Time Sport on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube and send your feedback, kind words and hatred uh, to us via parttimesport.com. But let's get into this one. It is, of course, Year of the Scab. It's an ESPN 30 for 30. And the reason that we've picked this one, Cal, is because the NFL is back. It starts with the Chiefs playing the Texans. Uh, on Friday, the 11th September, in mid-morning kind of time here in Australia. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday night, America, yeah. yeah. Um, and the reason that this one kind of picked, look, besides the fact that it's kind of highly regarded in the ESPN 30 for 30s and stuck out in a few lists that we saw, we found it kind of interesting. This revolves around, like we said, uh, a strike that happens uh, by the NFL Players Union in 1987. And it was, what was interesting that I picked out from the, this year was that the NFL signed their collective bargaining agreement this year. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> a collective bargaining agreement is like what the Players Association would do, would sign with the league to make sure that the players are getting their fair share of the pie, like they're all getting paid fairly. It's like the, it's the union at work, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, bloody ironic that this year, so obviously the 1987 stuff, the strike was driven by the players' union and all that stuff. Yeah, so there's yeah, a segue yeah, yeah. there. But the interesting bit about this year's one, Kel, 
signed on February 20th, 2020, <laughs> yeah. you'd think the uh, the owners would want oh, that one again. Well, honestly, the owners that we've seen in this documentary, like if they were involved, they would have been steaming about that. Like just a few months later, coronavirus, well, what, probably days. It's probably coronavirus oh, yeah. has already happened in a way and they signed it off. That's gonna be, The owners aren't going to be happy about that. But um, no. essentially, that that's really what this strike is about in 1987, isn't it? So, um, yeah, we thought it was yeah, be set, absolutely perfect. Set up the strike for us. So we'll get into what the doco is about, but we've kind of got to understand the strike and the implications behind that. So set that up for us, Cal. Yeah, so basically it's about, um, it's related to the collective bar- bargaining agreement, as we said, but it's essentially for free agency so that the owners don't have all the power and that's what the, the players are striking for. They've, they've, um, the part of a union of players, um mm. and yeah, there's a there's a disagreement that led them to be on strike, which uh, it lasted twenty four days, three game weeks, um, and in that time, like they had to bring in replacement players, which uh, some teams had a lot of replacement players, some teams didn't have any, and I just loved the owner of the Washington Redskins or the Washington football team. Now, as they now know, <laughs> of course, <laughs> owner Jack Kent Cook. He goes, well, I say frig you. This is this is a an old school American guy. Like he, he was, you could see this is this footage is from nineteen eighty seven. Um, the owners aren't backing down. It's the owners versus the players in the strike. So, so he's saying that to the players, of course. Um, yeah, Cal, yeah. My my favorite bit was that the strike started on September twenty second, nineteen eighty seven, which is, of course, oh. as all our listeners would know, oh, exactly. your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah coming up. Little did oh. my mum and dad know that. Well, they always say that um, the second most important September twenty second was um, was me being born. The first most important was when the uh, the NFL players went on strike in nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> That's the one that they celebrate every birthday. Never mind, mate. <laughs> so the the. The replacement players we touched on, and that's where the phrase scab comes in. That's yeah, probably a key yeah. point. The, that's the year of the scab, the mm, replacement mm-hmm, players, mm-hmm. as it is when you know unions go on strike and, and, and people take jobs of, of union workers, they're called scabs. So yeah. it was kind of ironic that, yeah, it only lasted 24 days. It obviously wasn't very successful. And the main driver was that all these replacement players got bought in, so the owners were on top. And they're like... There's a scene in it where the TV stations obviously kept screening games. The games ended up being an okay standard to kind of set the scene for anyone. Yeah, so yeah. the people yeah. were kind of happy. There was like initial, obviously, different teams in different towns had different attendances. So the teams were kind of still getting revenue and it was all kind of okay for them really, which you can kind of see how the players started to lose the battle. But this whole documentary doesn't really focus on like the, the – it focuses on the strike but not – Know, the intrinsics of that it really focuses in on how two teams manage mm-hmm. the strike and yeah it's the dallas yeah, cowboys cal uh, the dallas cowboys nickname is america's team is it i thought you would love oh, lovely and uh <laughs> the washington redskins uh who dallas essentially don't do it well washington do it quite they, well they so we'll get it. into that 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 in a little bit more so it focuses on two of them okay we're going to talk about this so there's the scabs We'll get into a couple of our favorite, our favorite scabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, which I don't think they like being called, but we're going with it. Yeah. 
give us uh, give us your favorite player that was obviously featured in the documentary because there was a lot of them. We had to only pick out one. Yeah, this was a hard one in, in terms of characters. There's so many of them in this documentary. It's hard to pick them out. But uh, the fa- the we're, favorite we're player. Assuming, we're, we're assuming that if you actually followed NFL in the 1980s, you'd know a lot of these. This is people. the thing. As, this is the thing. As we yeah. mentioned, not yeah. us. We we know no idea who who well I've never heard of Dexter Manley but uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> but you have now we have now I, I want you to do the quote but he was like what a lot of these players started to cross the picket line but but you know before the the twenty four days were up so it wasn't like a lot of the players seemed quite um, together at the start of the strike one by one they start crossing it it's not um, and dexter was one of them who crossed it well he was he was class because go on you, you do the quote though because you're better at it than me but dexter's well, he, brilliant he, he said he set it up by saying he was going through his money like water so you obviously <laughs> can see dexter is very financially driven and he sums it up with this quote he goes i grew up in the ghetto in houston texas I didn't care about no unions or nothing. I just wanted to have sex and play football when I was young. But the but when I was young bit is kind of like the, I just wanted to have sex and play football when, when I was young. I was young. <laughs> Looks at his wife off camera when I was young. <laughs> It'd be so, think about this though, Cal, and this kind of gets into our next section of, um, I want you to think about, would you, would you be a scab? Mm. Um, and we'll set this up in a way, but you know, Think about trying to organise this strike back in 1987. I mean, there's mm. no WhatsApp chat of all the players in there yeah, going, "Hey guys, yeah, yeah. don't cross the picket line." You're like, you've got America, which is massive. There's players in every single state, and you've just been like, "Yeah, don't cross," and everyone going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But then Dexter and the boys going, "I'm going through what a lot of money, and I want to have sex, and I need yeah, to yeah." Oh, well, this is this is it. it. So the side I felt I would, I would 100% be a scab. To I, I don't, so I would. So literally, you're gonna you're crossing the picket line to be bloody, you know, against these these guys who are professionals. They're getting paid so much money, as you say. Like Dexter's just having sex every. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a scab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too right. I'm not gonna be too guilty about the players. Really? I mean, I mean, if I'm crossing the picket line for any working class jobs, um, you know, for to take like you take the jobs of like I've labourers, pipe fit, whatever. As they say, laborers or pipe fitters. That's that's really that I wouldn't do that. But um, okay. if 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 you're talking about the names of like being called a cast off or a has been or a never were, you know, whatever you get called as a scab, I'll take that to go and play for Liverpool for a day. Yeah, of course I would. I mean, you this surprises me from you. You come from a working class city where you need unions to back the the you know the, yeah, the all powers blue of the collar. Union. Yeah, yeah. But the, but then you're just undoing their good work by just being a scab. I don't know. I feel as though if it's gonna be a working class job, I'm not gonna cross the picket line. If you get right, me a so chance you're... to go and play for Liverpool, <laughs> I can't turn that down. There's no way. I mean, okay, that's a that's so, a dream world as it is. But so yeah, I probably went it down. A lot of the players in this go like it's my chance to play in the NFL. I go, yeah, it's not your chance to play in the NFL. Okay, like. The NFL is not really happening because most of the best players aren't there. And for whatever reason, yeah, you might be really talented and you didn't get your chance or yeah. coach didn't like you or whatever, but you didn't make it. Like, Yeah, yeah you're not good up. enough, absolutely. Some people don't get that promotion and away you go. So I was thinking, and maybe this is also with hindsight because mm. I now know what free agency does for players, but maybe back then people, it was a new phrase because the Americans, I, I imagine, came up with free agency. They... 
it wasn't it wasn't going to be something that they knew would be beneficial for the players. So it probably did just look like exactly what you said. Players mm-hmm. are just wanting more money. They already get paid enough. They get paid mm-hmm. just to play football. Like they should just get on with it. So I was more of the you can't you can't be a scab because then you're just undermining what the players are doing. The players yeah. are just trying to get better working conditions. But I mean, these scabs like the the I'm just imagining playing for Liverpool like these scabs. They <laughs> <laughs> they they had it rough after. You know, we'll come to the aftercare of the players and stuff uh, later on, but the like they were really they, they 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 took a lot of stick over the years for being a scab just for making that three game decision, which uh, I get that. What position would you play for Liverpool? Uh, left back, and that's so you're for, taking, that's so you're, for many you're taking reasons. What Andy Robbo's? Oh God, no! Spot? Yeah, yeah, and, like and I'll tell you why. He'd be actually quite vocal. He'd be quite <laughs> vocal on the picket too. Andy yeah, Robinson. he would. If anyone he hasn't would. seen him, he's a he's a young Scottish scrappy Scott. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Andy Murray. Andy Murray at left Spe- back. Speaking of Robinsons, we're going to get into <laughs> our. Uh, Favorite scab players. Scab. Oh yeah. The, okay. The best one, one of our one of our favorites was <laughs> Tony Robinson, who is a quarterback. Yes. Now, let's just set it. Let's just just cut to the chase. Go, go Tony, Tony Robinson comes out of prison to play as a scab. Yeah. 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 I don't. They kind of talk about it. I don't really get how all the logistics work here to get he, a man out of prison for like so, so. a certain period of time just to play. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know how that worked. He sold coke, didn't he, or something? I think I picked that bit mm. up. He was behind bars for that. It was a high. It was a college college star. Uh, yeah. Sold sold a bit of cocaína, you know. Yeah, oh, a yeah, bit of the marching yeah, powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah a bit yeah. of the um, you know, the nose beers. And, uh, it all it all went uh, went tits up for him. Yeah, and then they just get him out to play football. I mean, it just shows you the power of athletes. I, d- I don't. They gloss um, over that. Like. So essentially, the. the he did well. He he wasn't the start. He ended up not being the starting quarterback, and he kind of plays. A, he plays a pivotal role in one of the key games. So, and we just love Tony's story because he essentially came out for this twenty four days, uh, <laughs> got one game, the probably the major game, which we'll get to, and plays mm-hmm. quite well. Yeah. And then after it, he just goes back and does another four years and ten months in prison. Yeah, yeah. It just goes back. Let's watches what watches the Super Bowl that year in the clink. Yeah, but in the clip, do you show him going back in with his bag? Just a little plastic bag. <laughs> just a little plastic bag, follow him after, after everything's done. See you later, Tony. And then he goes back. Now, it's all fine for Tony now, though. Cal, he owns a painting company. And yeah. um, you like How the he work coaches. that he's doing as a, yeah. as a coach of a Coaches, kids. He goes, yeah. So team. it shows him like um, rallying around these kids. You know, like he's got a little football team that he's coaching and stuff like that. But Tony, Tony's just rabbling. Like it's it, maybe the pressure of the cameras has got to him. <laughs> He's going, you know, I, I these, made mistakes. These kids, again, these kids are like four as well. Like yeah, it's yeah, maybe, maybe Peewee. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, look, I, I made mistakes. We all made mistakes. I've made mistakes. Mistakes were made. Let, let let's go. <laughs> the kids just sort of run off. <laughs> They're like looking out in the distance. They don't care what he's yeah, just running. He's trying to pour his heart out. He goes, don't, don't do it. And then you, the, you just think of the water boy. Where he goes, which brings me to my next point: don't <laughs> smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> the kids just confused, running about. But Tony was all right. He was the favorite of the scabs. Yeah, we did like him. The other one that we liked, and he's kind of a, a bit of a pivotal figure throughout it, was Craig McEwen. 
Oh, McEwen. Yeah, Craig, this is the other thing. Outside of quarterback, wide receiver and running back, I don't understand NFL positions. There's like nah. corner and tight end and yeah, all this stuff. Not... I think Craig tackled people. Um, but Craig was like a, a very – he was an emotive man. Oh, yeah. Uh, he liked to have a chat. I think he was from New – I think he was from New York, Cal. He was almost from New Jersey, yeah. so we, yeah. we can probably put on a New good, Jersey good accent. Enough. But what, but what summed him up for us was there's like the original scene. So he plays for Washington. Both actually Tony and Craig play for Washington. Yeah, that's right. And it's like the first training, and the bus is coming in. There's like one of the players, like you got to like these these players that are on oh, strike geez. on the picket Jesus. line, and they are massive, like, massive blokes, unbelievably like, big. So like talk us through what, like they're sneaking through the bushes and stuff, aren't they? Like, <laughs> to, like intimidate. Them. Intimidate at the at training, so they're like all shouting at the the scabs at training. But Daryl's all in like he's in army gear, isn't he? He's got camouflage on. Daryl Brandt, yeah, that's huge it. Daryl Brandt, he's this huge guy, and like essentially he's My like word. bus is coming in, he's like banging the window and yeah, and the queue and just the, you smashed the window, he smashed the window, and McEwen was everyone else was like, oh god, get me off this bus, and I didn't know what I was doing. McEwen's like, hey. Let me at him. I wanted to fight him. He goes, his quote, it was like, it was unlike Donkey Kong and I was ready to roll out the barrel and monkey around like a 300-pound gorilla. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, for, even for McEwen. McEwen was big, but Daryl Brandt, is, he's a, he was huge. He was, he, was he, he had a gun protesting, just walking around as well, oh, Daryl. There was, was it Daryl? There was, there was a, a few. No, I don't know. There was, a, there was a scene where there's just players with guns. Again, that poor... Players union boss who's trying to organise his strike. Don't yeah. bring guns. Who brought yeah. what, oh, Kansas duh. City? Duh. When did yeah. they bring guns? They've been doing it all week. Why did no one call me? God. Yeah, what a job. I mean, what a job to us. But yeah, I mean, I mean we, we'll again like with the aftercare, we'll come to it later. But like McEwen, but McEwen actually made, he got kept on, didn't he? A few of the scabs got yeah. kept on. We'll yeah. come to that as well. But McEwen gets kept on. Good old Tony obviously went back to the clink. But um <laughs> Yeah, it when when it all you know fizzled out afterwards, like uh, McEwen just he didn't he didn't make it anywhere else. Like and uh, yeah, he purchased a bar, McEwen, he, and and he he just said that he was living on a unlimited Guinness and Vicodin to ease the pain. Um, but he, I think he had injuries, didn't he as well? Like he was the one who, who got hurt. Yeah, but but like it showed it showed him at the physio, and it's like oh yeah, it hurts here. I think that's all. I mean, if you probably just play college football, I mean, you probably got injuries. I mean, they get beaten like up me. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, you get to get to thirty years old and you've played one game of indoor soccer and you you feel cooked. <laughs> so, and he goes, he goes, I'm now unemployed because I've got no skills. And every other player that features, like every other, I guess, scab who didn't have the access to what the NFL mm. players do that mm -hmm. have all like the kind of retirement stuff. They're all got like other jobs and yeah, yeah. they're kind of, you can see McEwen was just like, he probably just went, I've got a chance now, I've made it. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he didn't and yeah. then he just didn't do anything and just tried to ride the wave. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And um, look, the, the only other way we can describe the scabs is that someone said that the first scab was Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Which killed me. So, I was like, so rough. I mean, Judas, really? Judas? Okay, yeah. Ameri Americans and, and religion. So, yeah, okay. So, that's that gives you a sense of what, you know, what the, the strike was all about. What the, So, it's players versus scabs. There's a bit of bad blood there. We, 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 we grow to love, obviously, the scabs and, and, and what they're about. And you do, yeah. Like we said, Washington do it quite well because 
essentially they take very different approaches to what some of the other teams do. So the, right. in the three games they play, I think their first one they play, they come up against a team who's still got like 12 professional players. So you can see just different teams. Some players are just like, no, I'm not going on strike. I'm, I'm not a union person. I want to keep playing. Yeah. But essentially they, they win. So mm-hmm. the Redskins are winning. They've won their first two games and they come to play America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas. Uh, and you know, what, what was the quote, Cal, like in terms this of was, the, the winning chances? Yeah, a million to one. million to one odds, and I just think it wasn't. There's no way it's a million. Uh, you, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's not That's a million a to one line. odds. Yeah, yeah, because a lot, it's going to be a lot of rich people uh, with those odds. Like, I'm, I'm going to put a, a I'm going to put a dollar on that, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see those odds. Um, so... But yeah, this is this is the the scabs versus the the, the pros basically. That's how it's all set yeah. up. Yeah, because by this time the Cowboys did have a lot of people striking, but by this time a lot of them have just come back mm. um, and are mm. playing. So it's almost like the Cowboys are back to full strength for this third game of the strike. Yeah, the Redskins aren't, and it's it's essentially they're playing for the divisional lead. Yeah, uh, in like so, they're going to be top of the table. It's a top of the table clash, yeah. essentially. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's let's set up Cal the what the Dallas Cowboys do with the replacement players and what Washington do. So, do you want to talk through? Which you take your pick. Do you want to talk Dallas or do you want to talk Washington? Well, yeah, I'll I'll go for Washington. Then you can you can touch on Dallas, but they, we've got coach no. Coach Joe Coach Joe Gibbs, yeah. the main man. Um, yeah, he's his thing was that. He wouldn't let any of his players, the pros, cross the picket line. I think like one Dexter. one of the one of the lads. It was Dexter, the one. Or was he, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So he wanted to cross it, and he said, "No, actually, the, the chemistry is more important." Um, so he's gonna leave the scabs just to be, um, as they are, and it, one in all in basically. So yeah. yeah, he's very supportive of the players and just wanted unity. So he, he probably knew, I reckon, I reckon he was really clever about it. He knew that at the back of his mind. The strike's not going to last forever, but I'll get these lads for three games just playing as a, as a team who know that this is their last chance to ever make coach, it to this sport. And I coach, coach Joe Gibbs, coach Joe Gibbs. Is, he's, he's, that, he's that dad who, you know, you've just lost your like under 12s final in mm. whatever sport you're playing. Yeah. And like the other team, like, had some kid who you know was an under-14s player and they've kind of like dodgily got him into the team and he won the game. And your dad knows that too. Your dad's coach, Joe Gibbs, and you're coming off the ground and he just, he just goes to your son, go shake the other team's hand. Make sure you... Yeah, coach would. Yeah, coach hand. Joe would. He really would. And, he, and he's and he's, he's pissed off inside and he knows it's not right. But he goes, that eh? No, no. You be the bigger man. You, you stick yeah. by your team. You be responsible and you go shake hands. And that was coach Joe Gibbs. He's a very inspirational man, coach Joe Gibbs. And yes, we will refer to him by his full name, Coach mm, Joe Gibbs, mm. the whole time. It's only right. Unlike El Presidente of the Dallas Cowboys or CEO or owner or whatever he was, Tex Schramm. Tex Schramm. Tex Schramm. Uh, he essentially wants to divide and conquer. So he like he's turning player against player saying, hey, this guy's going to come back. He's going to get a bigger contract. Um, like there's, there's like he plays on like one of the older players is like their captain and like he's going to be a Hall of Famer and he just oh, knew he was Scott. old and needed the money and he's just like, come back and play. Mm-hmm. So he essentially was, he was doing the like, um, 
just picking out, hey, you come back, good, I've got another one. Okay, you and another one. So they're, they're kind of mixing in the good guys with the replacement players that the Dallas Cowboys had. Um, and yeah, you can just see it's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. They were extremely successful at that point, right? Dallas. Yes, yes. They, they were the That's best why America's team, yeah. team they were they were the biggest team at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously Washington's tactics were for the for the first three games they were completely in Dallas Dallas doesn't. But yeah, we, we go on to the fans after that point, which is they're so, so fickle. Like they're ridiculous. So the protesting in Washington about the the returning season tickets, etc. because like they said, I don't want to watch these scabs. Um and when they start winning they just change they're all st- yeah the chant stay on strike stay on strike to the ex-players because they're winning hail to the scab skins and um, what oh, did you see one of the fans scab skins one of the fans with the red face by the way i said oh no 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 oh, <laughs> this is that's not why, good. that's why that's why they've changed the name just to washington yeah 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 team. yeah, yeah. yeah i guess, I yeah. guess because this this is a, this is probably the other important bit of this. So obviously the, all this stuff we're talking about with the fans was kind mm. of at the start of the strike. They're all returning season tickets, but then because mm. Washington start winning, and I don't think Washington were winning before this yeah. as much. Mm-hmm. They then all get on board, and all of a sudden you get to this Cowboys game, and everyone's just going like, you know, don't essentially they're just chanting like, keep the scabs, don't mm-hmm. bring back the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, yeah. they're all. Hang on, weren't you that same guy that was like punching people for trying to go to the first game? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're just so, so mental. Fickle, yeah, Absolutely yeah, yeah. mental. It's crazy. But the the other little caveat to this that we did like was that the strike actually finished the week of this Cowboys versus Redskins oh, game, so, so this divisional lead game. God, and like so, pretty much all of the players, and this is where your man, um, the owner of the Jack Kent, Jack and Cook, Jack and Cook, he. It was kind of like the final, hey, we're the owners here. We, oh, we control everything. There was like, it was something like the strike ended and they announced it at 2 p.m. on Wednesday, but the owners had said, no, nah, you have nah. to tell us by 1 p.m. on Wednesday. Yeah. So no one can play this weekend who hadn't already crossed. Like Cowboys had already had a bunch of people cross. But for the Redskins, they were like, okay, we even if we wanted to, we can't play our, call it real team. We have to play the scab skins. It's, it's really obvious that, like they could have played the players, but Jack Kent is not happening. And Jack Jack Kent's quote again was, "We're not blocking anyone, Sonny." <laughs> just this old just old guy rambling, rambling just just like I, I love the way his insults are all of like nineteen fifties speak. Yeah, yeah. Freak, Freak you, you Sonny. <laughs> I, I loved it. I liked. I, I I did not like Jack Kent's cook actually. Let's let's get that clear, but. Um, he, he's a, he is a successful owner of sports teams. <laughs> we we mentioned we mentioned Tony Robinson as well, uh, the the quarterback. This is the actual game that he comes in and yeah, plays. Yeah, it's the yeah, one yeah. game that he does play out of prison. And um, this was his quote. You know that because he actually gets subbed in for the other quarterback. Gets yeah, Rupert, yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes. Coach calls a play, and I don't know what the play is, but I'm Tony Robinson, and we're the Washington Redskins, and we come to your statement and come to destroy y'all. <laughs> <It's just laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, Tony. Tony, Tony, have you have you been taking? Remember, kids. Have you been taking that cocaine again, Tony? <laughs> you madman. But yes, ultimately, they hold on. The 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 million to one odds. Yeah, they hold on. They win against the Cowboys at the Cowboys Stadium. That's right. Yeah, it's this. Yeah. It's their Super Bowl, as they say. Yeah. But Cal, speaking about the Super Bowl, I think the Cowboys go on to have like. 
a losing season. A season. Tex yeah. gets Tex gets sacked a, a little while later. All that all that stuff. But the the Washington Redskins actually go on to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, did they did they win it? Still, is that right? And they win it. They, they win the whole and thing. They win it. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's interesting now because they kept thirteen players. Um, and like there's a, there's a little bit of tension in the locker room and stuff like that. Like, was that a quote from one of the pros? They go, that's fine. And they're just dummies to hit. Yeah, um, training. They're just well, dummies to hit. Which which was really good. And, and look, um, they they won the whole thing. So you know, fair play to that. And but the end of the this comes back to the aftercare thing that we were talking about before. With the scabs, the scab, sorry, who didn't, um, who didn't make the cut of thirteen players, they weren't invited to the whole Super Bowl experience. Yeah, they, they didn't Crazy. get, they didn't get tickets from the club. They, they were just for, forgotten about, really. Which I guess is the, the emotional story of the whole documentary is really just to follow these scabs as they went and did a job. They've been, they get, like vilified by everybody they work with. They get called scabs for life for crossing the picket line for doing something they shouldn't do. And they're just forgotten about by by Washington. But then that's the thing that so then they and then they're successful for three games. Yeah. So then the team has the awkward bit of like okay, and when we say thirteen players, like an NFL roster, they're they're massive. Like they've got it seems like I didn't like realize that forty yeah. players yeah. in the team. Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna got all replacements, and then they've got to get rid of all the replacements to bring all the players back. But they can obviously keep a few of them. So then yeah, the thirteen that they keep, it's like okay. We've now got a chance, and a few of them do okay, but yeah, yeah. the fact that then the other ones that just go back to their like sales not, jobs not or teachers' all. jobs, yeah. and they don't get invited to the Super Bowl, I thought I was like, wow, that's that's a bit a bit crap. But then the absolute kicker. So we mentioned Washington win the Super Bowl, a huge huge achievement, obviously in that sport. The scabs don't get a ring. Yeah, which is so now. For me, I put was in like, perspective, okay, Cal. Put in that, perspective because I'll, this is crazy. I was like, okay, that oh, they don't get a ring. Like it doesn't really. Yeah, I don't. I doesn't. I get. I thought that the team got a ring, but yeah. basically, it turns out that the the office staff get a ring. The guy yeah. who loads the truck gets a ring. Yes. Uh, like everybody who's on that team on uh, the the wider organization of, of of Washington, they all get a ring. So the fact that these guys who contributed directly on the field to get them to the Super Bowl didn't get a ring. To the that's Super just, Bowl. That's exactly. just disgraceful. That that's the kicker of the whole thing. Um and it was Jack Ken Cook, wasn't it? Who basically <laughs> he just said they were too it's too expensive. He goes they're too expensive to do. Yeah. And you can see they do there's this great scene with with our man, Coach Joe Gibbs. Co- Coach Joe Gibbs. And and he he's like He's like, oh, I can't really answer that. It's almost like next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't um, want to talk about it. He goes, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't sit. You can just see it doesn't sit well with him. Nah. He's kind of like, this wasn't my decision. It wouldn't yeah. be what I would have done. Like one of the coaches goes to one of the, you know, the scab players and goes like, oh, do you want to take my ring to make replacements? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're horrible the Horrible, man. It's like, it reminds me of one of those cheap rings that you buy and like it would leave. It's just plastic. On holiday in, you're, you're on holiday in, <laughs> you in might win it. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's got all green on your finger for days afterwards <laughs> and stuff like that. It looked awful, and even I can't remember the guy that one of the scabs who got the duplicate ring, but he he was just going, yeah, oh. I didn't, yeah, it's okay, I don't really love what it. He, but... Yeah, he goes, I love it and I hate it. 
And then he's kind of like just staring at it. Then he looks at the camera and goes, no, I love it. With no emotion in his voice. He's like, no, I love it. It's like when, you know, we've just had Father's Day here in Australia. You know, you get the gift from your kid. Oh, oh I love it. Uh, yeah, Thank you. Why'd you get your dad like, a Super Bowl ring? <laughs> well, what I like, Cal, is that, yeah, there's guys who actually, you know, Tony Robinson who pretty much won him the game against Dallas yeah. without a ring. Yeah. But then you made the point of, you know, the New England Patriots are obviously the modern team and yeah. so good and they've got yeah. they've won like six six in the last ten years or whatever it is. Yeah. So so they've got like a, you know, a kit what man. Does the, does, just got does the receptionist does the receptionist sit on the front desk just type, <laughs> typing typing six <laughs> rings on <laughs> just like, you know, rolling her knuckles on the desk every time someone walks in. Give it a rest. They don't so that so they they had to pay for tickets to go to the Super Bowl. They don't get invited to like team functions. They're not actually listed as official alumni of the Washington no, football the stats club. And stuff, yeah. I mean, Tony hasn't heard from him, direct quote, which is yeah. outrageous. I know he's, he's been... <laughs> it just leaves us with a bit of a a, a sour taste, taste and even man. And you imagine, like, we're just look, focusing it on Washington here. Um, you imagine how other other teams handled this whole thing. And mm. you wonder actually what's happened happened since this documentary came out. That could be a good one for us to follow up for mm. next week, Cal. Mm. But it was, yeah, ultimately, it kind of was like an ending. You're like, oh, these these poor fellas. They, they, there's this scene where they all get together at, like, Washington Stadium and they're all yeah, like standing around, around chatting. It's awkward. Oh, God. It's awkward meeting that. Some of them have got rings, I reckon. Because like, McEwen's got a ring, hasn't he? McEwen. Yeah. I, I think was, McEwen's uh, got one. There was another guy. They're, but they're, they're standing there talking to the other guys without their hands on their face. Just going, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so what are you working? Okay, yeah, cool. There was cool. a so lot you're doing of doing well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cal, <laughs> honourable mentions. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My one, this is actually the basis this 1987 strike is a basis for actually one of uh, my and my brother's favorite films of all time i believe the this. replacements uh which is starring keanu reeves and gene hackman it looks a, a awful man. for anyone I, I watched the trailer it looks absolutely terrible <laughs> i'll put i'll put that in the episode description i'll put the link to the trailer for the replacements if you want to watch that so good jesus keanu's best work yeah is, yeah is phenomenal what was an honorable honorable mention for you there was there was one bit so when the redskins win the the super bowl they're all at the white house um or washington i guess and Ronald Reagan like throws a pass to like one of the star players and everyone's yeah. cheering. And it just it just makes me it just reaffirms me belief about bloody this sport. I don't get it. I don't get America. Okay, launch in, launch in. So did this did this watching this documentary bring you closer to NFL? No, it honestly no. <laughs> and I'm not saying that. Like, I, I do want to. I'd watch another. I do want to watch another NFL documentary to see if it would get me into it. This wasn't too much about the sport itself. It's more about the drama of the strike of 1987 and and whether the scabs, you know, like if that's the right thing to do. I just, I don't. I think it's so firmly built in American culture that it doesn't really leave me. I, I want to watch. I'd watch college football. I think me and you have discussed it before, maybe on another podcast. College. I want. I want to go to college. <laughs> I don't want to go to college. I'm li- I'm moving. I'm moving. <laughs> going to I'm going to Arizona. I've been accepted at Arizona State Technical University. Thirty-two go. year old mature student. 
<laughs> Go Beaver Trees, whatever the fuck they're called. What did you know? Uh, Are you going to watch NFL based off this? No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not. And I don't think this was the one to to really Maybe sell not. you on. Maybe not on the sport as much. Like I said, I have watched it live, and it is a very it's a TV sport for mm, me. Okay. I imagine again, like with anything, if you grew up with it, if you're invested in it, if it's all anything talks about, I'm sure you get it around it. But yeah, this yeah. one, yeah, yeah, it it, it didn't. It was a great story, but I don't think it brought me closer to going. Yeah, I want to. I want to follow up with NFL in any way, shape, or form. We both. I'm not. I'm not tuning into the Chiefs playing the Texans. Nah, or whoever's nah, on. Nah, nah, certainly not. I mean, we both thought that. Like, I think if you're an NFL fanatic or you know your stuff about NFL, this is a really good documentary to watch. Otherwise, if mm. if you if you're not into NFL already, it's it. You you probably left a bit like who's he? Do I know him? Like that that's that was my takeaway. And that was I, a vibe. I'll watch uh, it again. I'll watch another NFL documentary. Sorry, but but not not based off this one. Uh, let's get into the features. Uh, employee of the week, Coach Joe Gibbs. Obviously, got to be correct. Coach Joe Gibbs. Got to be Coach Joe Gibbs on a performance plan. <laughs> do you want to do? Are we just going to do the scabs here? We're going to do McEwen. Mc- it's got well. I only say McEwen because it's like, mate, come on, like, think, think big picture. You, you got kept on. Don't buy a, don't buy a bar. You got a ring. <laughs> you got don't don't buy the bar. Don't put the Viking down. Don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. McEwen just because he was one of the luckiest scabs of them all. Like, and yeah. he just seems to be. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem to appreciate it as much as a as our Friday drinks guy. Yes, Tony Robinson, which I think if McEwen was on Friday Drinks, he'd be the type of guy who'd like, he'd tell a few funny stories, but at the end of it, he'd just be like, well, look at me, I'm going to do a flip. And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, McEwen, take it easy. We're just, Tony, oh, the only thing about, my only concern with Tony at Friday mm. Drinks is that, mm. that he falls into his own ways and he's you know, in the <laughs> cubicles every five seconds with a little little baggie. So hopefully Tony, oh, Tony Tony's no. reformed in that one. And Tony, then he, I've made Tony, mistakes. come back, just have a beer. <laughs> I made mistakes again straight away. But Tony, don't bring bags to the, the pub, mate. Yeah, oh, I've made Tony, don't, well, why, have you, why have you bought your Pee Wee football <laughs> team to the pub as well? What are you doing? Cal, uh, we do have a big announcement to finish the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah we do, we do. So, um, regular listeners, we've got a rollover for the the quiz from Andy Murray's resurfacing episode. What was that? That um, was like three months ago, was it? Yeah, three months ago. So we've got the rollover each week. Just uh, nobody could get the right answer. But look, this week, um, we're about to announce uh, we do have a winner. Oh. So Andy's, Andy's reconditioning specialist was, of course, Bill Knowles, which was correctly worked out by a young... Um, Mike Cook from Adelaide. Congra- oh. Congratulations, Mike. Um, you'll receive your part-time sport coach. There. Um, it should be with you within 15 to 20 business days. Fantastic. Depending on the post, uh, you know, Australia Post is really struggling at the moment. Hey. Well done, Mike. Of course, you can get us on at part-time sport on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube and you can also get us at the website parttimesport.com. Next week's documentary is A Sunday in Hell, our nod to the Tour de France, although it's more just about cycling because it's not about the Tour de France at all. Cal, what do you want people to do with reviews? Okay, yeah. I'm confused. As always, thanks again so much for listening. Um, Four-star reviews as always. You know that we're not greedy. 
on this podcast. It's not worth five stars. It's definitely not. It never will be. Um, and you can be assured, for, and that's a part-time sport guarantee. Um, just it, yeah. Look, t- tell your mates if you can because it's so much fun doing this, and we're learning a lot about um, different sports. If you've watched the the documentary, or if you're about to watch it, let us know what you hated or you found funny. Maybe it encouraged you to watch NFL a bit more and we missed something, but let us know again on the socials or on parttimesport.com. And Kel? Kel, are you still there? I mean, we do this over video, like, you know, it's over call, so I actually can't see if you've left us just after doing that review thing because I've got one final thing to say to you. I know you're listening. I can hear you breathing. (laughs) Until next time, stay part-time. Freak you, Sonny.